Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome on back to the 40K segment of the Wide World of Wargaming. As always, I am your host, Vince Morgato. Joining me, as per the usual, Mr. Ben Neal. What's up, everyone? And the man who has a different weather code than the rest of us, Mr. Michael Schwartz. Good evening, everyone. It's partially cloudy up here. Yeah, that's, is that from the top of Knob Hill or just how tall you are? A little bit of both. All the above. <laughs> um, so, Mental Gen, uh, it appears that Iron Hands really did suffer at the hands of the latest FAC. Uh, oh 40K God, Stats yeah. Center, shout out uh, for showing everyone the numbers that they've dropped from the top spot to somewhere in the bottom third in terms yeah, of uh, predictive, predictable wins at events. Iron Pure Iron Hands is actually a bad army. Statistically, oh, wow. Not. Oh, how far they have fallen. In yeah, seriously. So, like so quick a time. Um, so what we want to talk about today is Ben's new fascination. Well, we shouldn't say new. We should say Ben was doing this three weeks ago. We just only got to it now. It's been busy. Is that a fair estimation? Uh, it was almost a month ago. So three weeks. Yeah. Okay. Mid-February. And then we are going to talk about who we expect to either take over the throne or if we think that this fact ironed out most of the problems and if anyone but Raven Guard is still broken. Uh Because we know the answer. Uh Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) But let's start. uh, Ben, we're going to let you have some fun with the Dark Angels. Now, you were talking about this all the way back to when we first started covering Psychic Awakening, if I remember. Yeah, so... Pretty much right when the uh, the Dark Angels got announced in general, like before we knew any rules, uh, I started throwing lists together because I knew that they were going to get some good stuff with Doctrines, and uh, I eventually came up with a list running six flyers, three oh, of each of the, uh, the Dark Angels-specific ones, and then after the Psychic Awakening book came out, I... Uh, Recently, well, maybe not so recently, but about a month ago, won a GT with that list and pure Dark Angels. And your pure, I mean, I assume that you ran through pretty much the the expected cast as this was a GT, so you probably played at least two of the following, pure Iron Hands, pure Raven Guard, and pure Eldar? Uh, yeah, so I played Eldar round one. I actually nice. did not play any Iron Hands, but I played against Raven Guard. Mm-hmm. In the last round, and the second to last round was against Tau with uh, about forty-five drones, I think, oh and then three peptides. We've heard worse. Who did you, we have heard worse. Who did you have the most trouble with, and how did you deal with drones? Uh, well, I have a lot, a lot of shots. <laughs> as, a, as a guard so, player, I can tell you that this is the first step in solving most problems. Yeah, so I, feel I have like three. The- Three Dark Talons that each have two Hurricane Bolters. Oh, God. So that's each 24 shots at 15-inch range because they get an extra 6-inch range on all their Rapid Fire and Heavy from being Dark uh-huh. Angels in the Devastator Doctrine. Uh, then I had Samael in his Land Speeder and a Talon Master. Each of them has a Twin Assault Cannon and a Twin Heavy Bolter, so 18 shots each. Uh, then I had two Invictors with Flamers. So a bunch more shots there with 18-inch range on the Flamers, actually. Then I had uh, three Nephilim Jet Fighters. Uh, I took the Laz Cannons instead of the Mega Bolters just to have a little more anti-tank, but they still have a twin Heavy Bolter, two Missiles, and two Laz Cannons. 
Oh, wow. And then I had three Eliminator squads and a Dark Shroud to give an extra minus one to hit to everything in the bubble. So it was throwing about 130 strength four, five, and six dice per turn, hitting on twos re-rolling, ignoring cover, and re-rolling ones to wound. That's a whole lot that of dice. Brutal. That's, that that's actually horrible. disgusting. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I when mean, I played yeah. the towel, all of the how, drones how many, were dead gonna, by turn two. I was going to ask how many drones made it out of the first turn. Uh, I actually didn't kill a ton first turn. Uh, my opponent actually range? made about 15 four-up invuls in a row to end my shooting phase, so that was kind of brutal. But uh, my turn two, I turned around and killed the rest of them, and then Eliminators were able to kill two of his commanders on that turn as well. Mm-hmm. And with the, the Dark Shroud being... is that That's the hover... Basically, the hover tank, right? Yeah, so that's another yep. land speeder. So all the planes are missed two to hit. Uh huh. And then uh, there's a one CP strat that when one of them is targeted, they can get a four plus and vulnerable save against shooting. Oh, so it's actually extremely survivable. And the super high movement means that I can kind of sit in the corner and outrange a lot of stuff like stalker bolters. Uh, Leviathan Dreadnoughts can't really touch this. Centurions with Grav or the Heavy Bolters. I was going to ask, uh, Ben. Yeah. Uh, so, like, when you deploy these bad boys, especially with the new ITC missions, I don't know if you were playing the new ITC missions at this GT. Um, so this was the old missions. Oh, okay. But I was going to ask, with this ty- style of list, uh, walk us through, like, how you approach attacker versus defender. Because... I feel that that's, well, I mean, you just mentioned if you go as defender, you're going to put yourself in a corner, put yourself as far out of range as physically possible, and put up your defenses. And if you're attacker, I imagine you're putting yourself in the high you're breaking up position to, from the word go. You're breaking up real bad, Schwartzy. Stay with us. Oh, no. Can you, can you, should I repeat everything I just said? Give me. Well, I'll go through my thoughts. Uh, so when I'm attacker, I can use the Eliminators and the Invictors to have a lot of infiltrating units that can take midfield. And then it's usually put six planes in the corner with my characters and my land speeders a little bit out front and just try and outrange as much of the enemy as possible. If they have range, then the Dark Shroud will sit in the middle of the plane bubble just to give them the minus two to hit. Uh, and then as defender, it's a lot of counter-deploying. I usually won't be able to deploy a lot of stuff in No Man's Land just because the opponent will have a chance to fill that up with scouts first. Mm-hmm. But really just seeing where they set up and then putting my planes as far away as possible and then using that super high movement and maneuverability to just go wherever I want after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So it sounds sense. like you had more. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm happy to let you keep going. Yeah. 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 Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So another game that I played against was uh gray Knights using their new rules. Uh, and in that game, uh, my opponent had 20, paladins <laughs> and uh i went first and i killed all 20 on turn one i'm sorry you did what killed all 20 paladins on turn one 
even with uh, transhuman physiology on one unit and minus one damage on the other unit. You did this with bolters? With assault cannons and missiles and bolters and everything. <laughs> wow. And last cannons and rift cannons. Oh, right. There's Dark Angels have some of those really exotic weapons. Uh, yeah, so the, each of the Dark Talons has a gun that's D3 shots, strength 10, minus 3 for 3 flat damage. Mm-hmm. If it does any damage to a unit, I roll a die. A 3 up is an additional D3 mortal wounds. Oh, okay. Found the problem. So as long as you don't roll a 1 for the number of shots, that thing is amazing. And yeah. also, all of the planes get plus 1 to hit against ground targets. Oh, wow. So you're, and there's a Warlord trait on the Talon Master where they can all move and shoot heavy weapons with no penalty. So pretty much the entire army is hitting on that twos, we're rolling ones. So Samael doesn't have the must-be-your-warlord trait, huh? Uh, so the Talon Master is the warlord. Yeah, I was right. So I was asked, that, I guess that means Samael doesn't have to be the warlord. Yeah, he has a set warlord trait, but he doesn't have to be the warlord. Got it. Okay. So you're going for Matt. I mean, this is this is before the last, uh, the ITC update. Meaning that it was still very much a, I am just going to try to board my opponent faster than he boards me. Um, how do you feel about this list with the new emphasis on maneuver and specifically on holding multiple objectives? Much better, actually. Really? Because, uh, <clears throat> so with the ability to now score multiple points on maneuver secondaries in one turn, if I just... So usually on turn one, I'll move up the all the planes as a bubble, get all the rerolls. And then on turn two, now that I have to switch to tactical doctrine, it's just scatter the planes out and get double points on recon because I'll have two units in every table quarter. Uh, there's another strat where you pick an enemy unit within 12 of a land speeder and Dark Angels units in your army get to reroll hit rolls against that unit. No matter where they are on the table, wow. right? But rerolls aren't. I mean, that's right. Rerolls aren't really something that your army's short of any in the first place. Uh, if I'm spreading out, because mm-hmm. usually, you hold, I mean, what, how do you hold multiple objectives? If the only because I believe I heard the only real infantry in your list is a few squads of eliminators. Yeah. So the land speeders can also hold objectives. Well, sure, but they're not obsec. No, they're not. But if I have a land speeder and then six planes surrounding it, sitting on objective, good luck getting to it. Yeah, uh, but I, I usually good. don't score hold more unless I'm going second. Then I can really shoot the opponent off a lot of their objectives and try and at least tie on that. But it's definitely a kill hold, kill more list that is going to score that almost every turn. Yeah. There's also only 20 models in the entire list. Right. So, I mean, this is basically going for wiping out your opponent off the board. This is Dark, doing, this is Dark yeah. Angels Eldar, is what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, you're, you're, you're playing Dark Eldar? For, no, um, yeah, I mean, this just sounds like, the to me, what I'm, what I'm hearing is that you're the most competitive player among us, and you're pretty much saying that you don't think a whole lot has changed with these new missions. Uh, so most of the time they have, and it's going to kind of even out a little bit. Like, if I'm going first, I'm pretty much guaranteed to never get hold more for the entire game. 
but this list kind of says, okay, that's fine. Because I'm going to be scoring Killmore almost every single turn in exchange for that. And I'm going to be scoring Killmore longer than the opponent's going to be scoring Holdmore. Because usually by turn three or four, they're pretty much completely tabled. Are you worried at all about going second and despite your, mm-hmm. your stacked minus twos, getting a solid chunk of your army taken off? So I was until the uh, Space Marine the FAQ. Iron, the Iron Hands but, <laughs> but, but took my two counters out of the game, Iron Hands Dreadnought and Imperial Fist uh, Artillery Spam. And now that those lists are dead, I'm fine. <laughs> Which I just get nerfed with that FAQ as well, because now I can't sit in Devastator Doctrine anymore. So I lose the plus six inch range on all my weapons after turn one. And the assault cannons and heavy bolters aren't nearly as effective. But it's kind of a trade-off because it makes the hurricane bolters all AP minus one. Right. And like I got nerfed a little bit, but the hard counters to the list got nerfed even harder. So I think I came out all right. In air to air, who would you bet on you or Eldar? Uh probably me. I love that confidence. Uh, <laughs> I haven't actually enough. played it against the uh, Eldar Air Force. Is that something you're wor- is that a, a matchup that you're interested in, or would you prefer to avoid that just to avoid the chance of losing to it at a tournament? So I certainly if I go first, um I can win that matchup because I can do enough damage on turn one to kill probably three to four of the planes on turn one. Uh-huh. Uh, if I end up going second, I mean, Eldar have just as much trouble with minus two to hit as everyone else. Right. Like Now they're hitting on fives with all their Crimson Hunters. Uh, Hemlocks aren't great at shooting down flyers because it's just 2d3 shots with two damage. I was going to say also they don't have access probably to as many natural rerolls as a Space Marine list. Yeah, they're usually just going to be rerolling one failed hit from expert crafters. Yeah. And they will be rerolling wounds on the Crimson Hunters just because I have fly. Uh, but at most, they're probably going to kill two to three of the planes, especially because I can give one of them a four plus invulnerable save when he targets right. it. Okay. So, where do you, I mean, do you see uh, how to form this question correctly? If you were to build an, uh, is this what you think the most, let me, okay, here it is. Do you think this is the most effective list you could build out of Dark Angels currently? Uh, absolutely. I think, I think pure Ravenwing, or not pure Ravenwing, but Ravenwing emphasis is absolutely the way to go. Uh, I did mess around with a unit of Deathwing Knights for a little bit, but they just didn't provide as much punch without any reroll support and going into like 800 points of support for them. Mm-hmm. So I settled on the Eliminators and the Invictors, which worked out really well for board control, uh, character sniping, and a close combat threat. But uh, land speeders are also actually pretty good instead of the Flyers. But I like the Flyers just because they're faster, um, and then you can do lots of move blocking shenanigans uh, I don't have to worry about Assault Centurions whatsoever because right, they just they cannot, they can't interact with me except yeah. they, when they try and shoot me with flamers. Which, lol. Yeah, it's not exactly the best option. 
So I guess the better question is, what does scare you with this list? Uh, so still, <clears throat> Imperial Fists can be rough. Uh, the fact that they only get one turn of the plus one damage and plus one AP certainly helps. So if I can use the long range and movement of the Flyers to kind of just camp in the corner and outrange a lot of their Stalker Bolters and <clears throat> a few other short-range things like Centurions in the Siegebreaker cohort, then that's certainly a better matchup for me. Uh, but besides that, it has a lot of counters to things. It has anti-tank, it has anti-infantry. Yeah, yeah uh, you fucking have plenty of anti-infantry. Um, yeah. Uh, the only really weak thing regarding terrain is if there's a lot of magic boxes on the table. I don't have a lot to deal with those, but it seems like events have been starting to move away from magic boxes. Like at the LVO, there wasn't a single one in the top 100 yeah. tables, and those top 100 tables are sort of set out to be the standard for competitive tables. Right. Well, mm -hmm. I can tell you that everything I've been building has basically not a whole lot to do against that many flyers with a standing minus two. Um, yeah, it's certainly tough for a lot of armies to deal with. Uh, also, the fact that pretty much my entire army is toughness six. It's either toughness six or an eliminator that's has a one-up save or is out of line of sight. So... Any anti-infantry weapons in your army are essentially useless when wow. shooting at me. Well, that's true, because they're, what, wounding you on fives and sixes the entire time? Yeah, last guns wound me on sixes, hurricane bolters wound me on fives, with also a minus two to hit. Yeah. Uh, another army, Blood Angels, are actually <clears throat> a decent counter, just because there's so many close combat threats with fly. Mm. Uh, I can do a lot of damage in Overwatch because Samael gives reroll all failed hits. Oh. Yeah, he does. Yeah, no, no. But it really just—it <clears throat> really just depends on if I can get a lot of assault cannon or a lucky Laz cannon on a smash captain, and but certainly that is—they have a decent matchup against me. Yeah, I, I, damn. Um, I'm running the math <laughs> in my head right now, but what I, about what I would have to deal with this? And the answer is not very much. Uh, Four guard hitting on fours. <clears throat> uh, in the beginning, we'll see where we are after a couple. Uh, well, after one round of shooting, basically once that dark shroud's gone. Yeah. Um, there's one thing I can still do: it's kill vehicles fairly effectively. Uh, at least ones that don't fly. Wait. Yeah, and the great thing about the dark shroud is so any Ravenwing unit that advances just automatically gets a 4-plus invulnerable save against shooting attacks. Jesus. So I've had people dedicate an entire round of shooting on turn 2 or 3 trying to kill that Dark Shroud, and then they fail to kill it because it's still minus 1 to hit with a 4-plus invulnerable save. And after yeah, that, the game is pretty much over. Yeah, the, I feel I do worry that the Dark Shroud is maybe a little bit too much of a linchpin for you. Um... Because you also, it also sounds like if you run into any, and this is like a, a rule that doesn't really exist anymore. But if anything could come off the board edges after you scatter your flyers, I would worry. I like, I would kind of worry about that. So this list has exceptionally good board control. 
uh, between I have five units that infiltrate that also have decent sized footprints <clears throat> between the two invictors and the eliminator squads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the planes themselves are also very good at screening. Uh, the three dark talents have hover, so they have a lot of movement capabilities as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when I when I played against the Grey Knights, uh, I was deploying my whole army first, but this was back when you could still seize the initiative, and it was a vanguard deployment, so diagonal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I set up all my flyers in the corner. My characters sort of spread out in the middle of my deployment zone. And then Invictors and Eliminators placed in No Man's Land so that no matter where he tried, if he seized on me, if he could Gate of Infinity his Paladins, they were out of range of any of my flyers and could not shoot at them. Oh, wow. Because if I get to set up my entire army first, which with the new uh, deployment is... If I get to be attacker, I'm always setting up my whole army first, no matter what the mission is. I can fill a ton of the board with those infiltrating units. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I don't know if you... Uh, I think I cut out beforehand, but um, with the new missions, how? what's the approach to the list? I, it sounds like it's pretty well designed, because the defense buffs means you just put yourself in a quarter if you're a defender. And if you're an attacker, well, that just makes it even easier for you to do damage turn one and turn two. Yeah, so I've actually played a a good amount of games with the new missions. Uh, Not in any events yet, but just practice games with ITC. And I've actually found most of the time where I win the roll-off, I'll actually choose to be Defender. Mm. Because against the vast majority of lists, I can weather their shooting on turn one if I just sit in the back corner. And going second has its own massive advantages in ITC between... Knowing how much you need to kill for kill more, knowing what you need to hold for hold more, <clears throat> and also just being able to react because this can be an alpha strike list. It can also be a very reactionary list because right. if my opponent goes one way, uh, I can just move the other way and outrange him. Right. I mean, it sounds like your list is very much well designed for the meta shift that's come with the new ITC rules and the nerf meteor that the Iron Hands have received, for lack of a better term. Oh, yeah. Because... I, I weathered the nerf meteor and came out uh, damaged, but not as bad as everyone else, like Imperial Fists and uh, Iron Hands. Right, right. I mean, it seems that's. You... Spe- oh, please. No, go ahead. No, keep going, Shorts. No, no, no. Well, I had enough fun. I, I was gonna. I was simply gonna say. I, I think your list is is an example of what we the, the meta will be given the new changes. Uh, you need something that's incredibly tough and incredibly hard hitting. It seems like you found a very good option with those flyer lists. Um, I'm curious if that means Eldar flyers will be back in hardcore, just following the same tactics. But it's a simple. It's a different gun output too, because Eldar flyers are not pump, pumping out the amount of anti infantry damage that you're doing. So I could see how I'm I'm already talking myself out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's certainly a threat overload list where right. I have so many targets that all deal damage. Uh, you also need the same type of weaponry to engage all these targets. So you're not using that efficiently. Uh, like, sure, if someone tailors their list to fight only vehicles, I'll die. 
but there's a very small amount of people who are actually going to a tournament trying to be serious, and they're going to bring a list that only brings anti-tank weaponry. If only for the chances they run into somebody running like 160 orc boys in Gretchen. Yeah, and that's where the orc players can come to my rescue. <laughs> and knock out the uh, the right. triple thermal Well, I mean, realistically... And... <laughs> go orcs, go. So, I, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. just looking at this trying to poke holes in it because I'm an asshole and that's what I do. Um, <laughs> go right ahead. I welcome it. What happens if you just lose all the Invictors and Eliminators? Uh, so the Invictors uh, die almost every single game. I mean, like, and I mean, assuming, a, and I'm, I'm saying assume a catastrophe. Like, you lose the Eliminators and the Invictors round one. He doesn't bother with the Flyers. He doesn't bother with the Dark Shroud. The, Dark Shroud. the guy you're playing against just goes, fuck it. I'm taking anything you have that scores off the board right now. So if I'm going second, uh, the Eliminators are always out of line of sight. Okay. If they yeah, can be, say. depending on the table. Uh, because even if they move and with guided aim from the sergeant, they're still hitting on threes. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'd rather take that slight penalty of being safe and then jumping up on top of a ruin and shooting at minus one to hit compared to trying to set up there and just weather whatever shooting. Uh, but the Invictors always die. They're mm-hmm. pretty much a distraction carnifex. You have to deal with them because they're in your face. They have good right. melee and good shooting. They do enough damage that you can't ignore them. Uh, if they explode, that can single-handedly just win a game. If they can get oh, yeah. to the middle of a pile of characters. Because they explode for D6 mortal wounds in a 6-inch radius. Oh, God, really that's painful. Uh, my round one against Eldar, I actually had an Invictor explode in the middle of his army. And just completely blew out the game at that point. I think I killed four Dark Reapers, two Shining Spears, put three or four wounds on his characters. Uh, but I I have 11 models that give up Big Game Hunter. Yeah. Which, sure, I'm going to give up Big Game uh-huh. Hunter every single game. But it's the same idea as the lists that bring 18 Centurions. Sure, they're right. going to give up Gangbusters oh, wow. every single game. But the utility they're gaining from just spamming that one unit archetype is so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, and the other thing is that you're you're kind of playing the variance on overkill because every time somebody shoots at you with like a last cannon or a crack missile, all it really takes is one or two bad damage rolls, and all of a sudden their whole shooting order is completely fucked. Exactly. Yeah, and if they leave a plane at one wound, oh my, it's the fucking still... worst immensely effective because okay it's down to a five of ballistic skill but it gets plus one to hit against ground targets so it's on right it's re-rolling all failed hits so at one wound it's still at a 75 percent hit rate on ground targets so it really doesn't take much of a penalty at all Mm -hmm. no it just becomes a guardsman at full It becomes a guard vehicle at full effectiveness, basically. Uh, Another thing is the Dark Talons are all bombers. So they have a once-per-game bomb that you roll up to 10 dice and 4 ups are mortal wounds. Yeah, Uh, You roll a die for each model in the unit, up to 10. And is that Uh, one model, or is this everything within a certain radius? uh, You pick one unit. Okay, and it's something you you move over. over. 
Yeah. But what's great about that is, so it doesn't need line of sight, and sure. you can target things in combat as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, in my round three, uh, I played against a, a Tyranid horde with like 130 models, uh, 40 gene stealers, a bunch of gaunts, swarm lord, some warriors. Uh, so right. on turn two, he had wrapped one of my invictors with his gene stealers. Surprised it was still alive. Uh, well, he only swung with a couple of them, so he could oh, wrap he it. Hoping, he thought you, he didn't want to get shot. Yeah, he just wanted to save that unit of gene stealers and sit on the objective for a little bit. So I turned my three dark talons and flew them all over his unit and killed 18 <laughs> of them with bombs. Oh my god. Nice. <laughs> well, that solves the problem fairly effectively. Yeah, it yeah, does. Victors don't care that they're getting bombed. They'll survive. No. Okay. That's hilarious. But I yeah, mean, it's, 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 it speaks to your ability to even hit people in close combat, which is per per practices and even a an experienced player knows is one of the few safe places you can hide. Yeah, and <laughs> it also can hit things in magic boxes as well. So it's oh. just another little thing that can let me deal with that. So between oh, the eliminators and the bombs, I can sort of deal with magic boxes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But not as well as I would like. But, I mean, you can't have a list that does everything. Right. I don't but know. I, it sounds I, like you're pretty fucking close. <laughs> I'm trying to get as close as I can, but like I, I'm, I'm hearing def- a build, you know, a whole lot of natural defensive modifiers. I'm hearing rerolls on everything. Um, assault yeah, so... is not a thing for Marines unless it's assault centurions. So I'm not. Oh, worried blood about angels. That. Nobody, Ben or Mike, nobody cares. Um, <laughs> that really hurts. No, it doesn't. Yeah, if, no, if there's an assault army that doesn't have the fly keyword, they just cannot interact with my army. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, when I played against the Tyranids, um, <clears throat> like he had Gene Stealers with Swarm Lord, so they can go 85,000 inches in one turn and charge whatever they want. So I just set up my deployment where I put all my Eliminators and my Invictors and my characters in my deployment zone. So that I wouldn't give him anything to wrap. And then I surrounded them with planes. And said, come and get me. Because he can't charge uh, all those units. Because even though you can move through a plane, you still have to end your move an inch away from it when you charge. Because you can't declare it as a target. So as long as there's a small gap and not a big enough gap to fit a gene stealer and be an inch away, that whole... Bubble is unchargeable. That's so kind of crazy. Let's go meta with this list. Um, and when I say meta, I mean let's let's talk about what it does and what it means for the, what it the rules it uses. Um, obviously, you just you know laid out basically both of your your deployments, your first, your your top of turn and bottom of turn position. Um, you've laid out most of your your objective choices and the ones you know you're going to give up. Yeah. What, do you feel there's anything in this that is abusive that you think probably should be changed? Uh, so I was surprised that flyers are still allowed to score recon in the new missions. I think you heard me ask that. Yeah, because flyers yeah. are not allowed to score behind enemy lines. They are allowed to score recon, though, which is 
uh, usually an auto take for me unless I'm going to be trying to camp in the corner with my eliminators uh, against like that Tyranid Horde is the one game in the event I think where I didn't take recon. Right. Uh, but almost all matchups, I'm going to be able to max recon with no problem whatsoever, especially getting two points on turn two very easily. Also, um, assuming you, uh, you probably could take either uh, Butcher's Bill or Big Game Hunter and probably be fairly confident in getting either one. Yeah, so another new one that I actually love is uh, Born for Greatness. That I actually on the, put on. The on yeah, I, I put it on Samael usually just because uh, he's a little more survivable because he's got sure. the built-in four-up yeah. invul. Right. But that one's actually been going really well, and it's been fun to use as well. So. Yeah, I can imagine. Couple points there. I was going to uh, ask. Um, yeah, go for ben, it. In reverse, what do you see? People, what secondaries do people typically take against you? Uh, always big game hunter. Well, yeah. Just, <laughs> Besides uh, big that. <laughs> I, I have 11 things that give it up. Oof. Uh, Mark for death is another one that some people like. Some people like to double up Mark for death and big game. But I think that's actually a trap. Because, sure, you can max them. But that means you have to kill 8 out of my 11 vehicles. Aren't you not allowed to do that anymore? Since you're required one maneuver and one... Uh... One yeah, so effective. you take big game, mark for death, and then your one maneuver secondary. Mm-hmm. You have one kill, one maneuver, and then one flex that can be whatever oh, you want. Oh, they give you a flex? Okay. Yep. Yeah. I see. When, when uh, we and, talked to Reese, he made it seem as though it was just one and one. Yeah, it's you have to pick one of each, and then you have a third one still that can be whatever you want. Got it, got it. I uh, have to say. A lot of the maneuvers are actually kind of hard to score against me as well, just because recon and behind enemy lines are difficult because I have a lot of board control. Uh, engineers is really hard as well because if you pick your engineer units, I can chuck a flyer across the table and throw 24 hurricane bolter shots hitting on twos into that unit and say goodbye secondary points. This is This is kind of what I was getting at when I was talking about things that are abusive. Um, yeah, I I still think the uh, the flyer rules this edition are silly. And the fact that they move block still extremely effectively after GW I, I tried to it. nerf that, uh, it just, it, it feels silly, but it's certainly extremely valuable in a competitive setting to be able to screen out those Centurions or Gene Stealers or Knights even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I you know I I have not been a fan of a lot of the rules interactions in terms of how models you know mo- the the way models interact on the on act physically on the table. Yeah, it's, it's mostly issues with flyers, and there like, there have always been issues with flyers just because I mean flyers don't make sense in the scale of the game. Right. Like, no, why would there be a, a bomber that's flying thirty feet? above the ground. Like, and it just doesn't would, make sense. Why would block infantry for being able to take a spot? Yeah, but uh, they want to release cool flyer models and people want to play with them. and So they yeah. release rules for them that involve more than just a one-turn strafing run and then it goes away. Yeah. So I get where they're coming from, but it's just really hard to balance those rules. I, I, oh, yeah. 
I've it's certainly abusable. Why, I, I've always wondered why they won't allow uh, infantry models to be placed on top of flyer bases. I think it's just they don't want people to mess with someone's maybe really pretty flyer base. Like if you spent an hour making a nice textured and themed base for your flyer, and then someone's going to stick their spray painted Iron Hand Intercessor on it. Like, <laughs> well, what they're I mean, claiming is an Iron Hand Intercessor, and that just yeah. as easily could become a, a uh, successor chapter Iron Imperial Fist. Or That's Ultra true. A nameless chapter Intercessor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> chapter X. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. this this. Like it's my, it's like Mike said. Um, this is sounding a lot like what Eldar flyers were and what we hated a few months ago. Yeah. So well, at actually at the event, uh, a lot of people were surprised that I wasn't getting uh, boots on the ground at all, considering I have six flyers and then I have fourteen, 14 models, models. Yeah. that aren't flyers, and that's it. Yeah. But I never even came close to boots on the ground between characters that can hide in the middle of the plane bubble or eliminators right. that can hide out of line of sight. Right. Or it's just really hard to build a list that can get to those elements without being tabled in two or three turns by six flyers. I, I was right. going to say, I think the only way you're going to get boots on the ground is if you make a mistake yourself in terms of deployment or mispositioning characters or the eliminators. Yeah, so the movement phase is the hardest part of playing this list, uh, considering I have to do every single move with those flyers, usually thinking two turns ahead. Right, right. And I but, have to make sure there's no gaps for someone to get in and charge the characters, or if they kill one flyer, they could potentially blow a hole in it and then charge the characters. So it has to be really careful positioning. Where, yeah, as you said, one mistake and I could actually lose those two characters. And that's a lot of the damage of the list. Right, because right. once those rerolls are gone, you're turning into, you are two up to hit, but that doesn't, you know, you're bouncing off of somebody else's defensive modifiers now. Yeah, and those characters also put out such an obscene amount of firepower on their own. Yeah, They put out 18 strength five and six shots per turn. Right. Right. That they usually kill just as much as the Flyers every game. Mm -hmm. Because with, they are with, almost guaranteed to shoot every single turn. Because they're characters. And they're minus one to hit from the Dark Shroud. Samuel's got a four plus invul base. Uh, if the opponent has a lot of snipers, I take a Relic on the Talonmaster to make him an additional minus one to hit. So he's minus two. If they target him with, like, Eliminators, I can spend one CP to give him a 4-plus invul against shooting attacks. So, it, I mean, it sounds like you got that completely figured out. Yeah, um, I, I actually only have six command points in the entire list. Oh, my God. And I usually finish games with two or three left. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds like you... I mean, yeah, this list is, is built off the bubbles and then built off the... Um, advantage is built off the entire synergy of the list. It really is not command point heavy, as opposed to some lists that really need command points in order to be efficient. And to yeah, I have two or three stratagems that I use, and they usually only cost one. Uh, the only other stratagem that I would 
even think of using is the uh, two CP. When a character dies, you get to shoot with all his guns. Right. Right. And just throw eighteen shots out right when someone dies, but uh, no one died in the tournament. So. <laughs> well, there you go. Or me, or wait, maybe wait, like wait, wait. Uh, in six or... games, you didn't lose a single character. Uh. Well, I only have those two in my list, but no, they did not die in any of the six games. Even playing into the final round of uh, Raven Guard with nine Eliminators and three characters that had snipers. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I, you would think... I hate to say it, but I think we found the new power list for 8th edition. <laughs> uh, I, I think Ben may have found it already. I've certainly well, been having uh, a lot of fun with it. And yeah. it doesn't have a lot of bad matchups, especially now after the Space Marine nerf. Because uh, the Leviathan list with Iron Hands was a pretty good counter. And Imperial Pure Imperial Fists with a Chapter Master and Artillery was also a pretty good counter. Right. But both those lists are pretty much dead now. Mm. I was going to ask. With the changes and everything, what meta shifts do you anticipate? I mean, with the new attacker defender, it, it what seems do, what it's... What do we anticipate? Yeah, what do we anticipate? Well, Ben clearly <laughs> knows more than we do. Let's be real. <laughs> I, follow this not, I follow this every day, thank you very much. All right, fair point. Uh, I take it all back. Vince, Ben, tell me, impart your wisdom. Uh, what do you think? What well, do you I think... As, as per normal, I'm wrong, because um, I didn't think it would be Dark Angels, and I definitely didn't think it would be flyer-heavy Dark Angels. Now, that could be because, <clears throat> for lack of you know any better reason other than I'm a moron, I have never really adapted or accepted the ability of flyers to shoot 360 degrees um, or block infantry from moving, which has been, uh, you know, I have taken advantage of it to a limited degree before but I have never fully exploited it to its highest potential. Um, I'm oh, yeah. I, I certainly mean, very silly things that have to be done when playing a six flyer list. I, I, I have to say you, you, it sounds like this thing, you know, bounces just about every, <coughs> every other heavy shooting army that I can think of. Um, You've already said you've already demonstrated basically that you can out attrition the Tau drone list, assuming they don't roll out of their completely out of their minds. Yep. So yeah, against the Tau, uh, we actually, so we rolled up hammer and anvil deployment, uh, and then it was alternating deployment. So we both kind of knew where we were going. Uh, I set up in the corner, and he set up <clears throat> in right about the middle of his deployment zone, a little back. And I won the roll, and then I made him go first because he was completely out of range of all of my flyers with his burst cannons. Because Tower's still a fairly short range army mm-hmm. with 36 inch range on burst cannons, only 18 on fusion commanders and cyclic ion commanders. Uh, and then that was when the uh, I had the Devastator Doctrine up all game long. So extra six inch range on all of my weapons for the entire game. True. I mean, I'm I'm wondering about the effic you know the eff- efficacy of thirty inch storm bolters or uh, hurricane bolters. Um, I guess if you're moving, yeah, I, I because you're moving after and you're basically avoiding all of that damage, then it does work that you 
basically jump into range do your and do your full damage before really losing anybody. Yeah, so against the Tau, I did go up all in on my turn one after his turn. He killed one of my Invictors on turn one because I, <clears throat> I deployed them forwards in case he won the roll and made me go first so that I would at least have something that could threaten him. And it was mainly to kind of force him to choose to go first so the Invictors wouldn't be in his face automatically. Yeah. Uh, but then I jumped all the flyers up and just spent the entire first turn shooting drones and um, chucking lascans at Riptides and hoping he rolled ones. Uh, and then the Eliminators were all out of line of sight and were shooting Ignore's line of sight rounds into his Ethereal just to, again, try and kill drones. Because the Ethereal is the easiest target of all the characters. Right. And just trying to make him pass those wounds on the drones. Uh, and then turn his turn two, uh, I think he killed one of my flyers and put the other one down pretty pretty hurt. I think he had like two wounds left, but still effective. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I jumped my Eliminators out because <clears throat> I kind of figured that I'd be able to take out the rest of the drones on that turn. So then the Eliminators would be free to shoot at Commanders without having to worry about Savior Protocols. And I did. I killed the rest of the drones and killed both of his Fusion Commanders with my Eliminators. Nice. And then it was really just Riptides without Markalite support trying to shoot down minus two to hit Flyers. Uh, so they were hitting on sixes, and he had one with a Velocity Tracker, so it was hitting on fives, but still is not very effective. Yeah. No, this sounds I mean, this, like a really potent list. Uh, it's, yeah, I, this, this it, sounds absolutely vicious. Um, <laughs> is there? Yeah, any, I actually I mean, made no changes to the list whatsoever after the yeah, FAQ yeah. dropped. No, I was like, you yeah, wouldn't need I'm, to. I'm pretty happy with everything how it is. It's already pretty min-maxed to what I want. Mm -hmm. uh, the only potential position. change would be maybe swap the LAS cannons for the Mega Bolters on the Jet Fighters, if we kind of see a shift towards even more Tau Drones running around. But right. uh, I'll, I'll wait a few weeks to see how that meta goes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, play it out, but we'll see with the changes that, that are coming just with the ATC itself. We'll see how the meta shifts, but Absolutely. I think you're prime position to do so. Oh, yeah. Uh, go and do another GT in April with this nice. list, and then go and do a few majors over the summer. Going to have a lot of yeah. fun with it. Do Gonna it, man. Going to have me some fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have fun. Well, oh, all his time, and we, we poked as many holes in the Dark Angels uh, list as we could. Unfortunately, we didn't fucking find very many, and now we just have <laughs> and broken fingernails. Um I had the flex seal ready to try and clog them. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, I got a hole in this Dark Angels list, but with the power of flex seal. <laughs> with the power of flex seal, even Dark Angels can win a GT. But wait, there's more. Well, that yeah, was uh, actually the, uh, the first time in 8th edition Dark Angels had won a GT or major. I believe that. I absolutely I, believe that. Yeah, I actually have no problem believing that because Dark Angels have been shite. Yeah, they were uh, pretty pretty atrocious before this Psychic Awakening book. 
Well, with the power of Psyching, Awakening, and Flex Seal, you can accomplish dreams. You too, Vince, can do it. I've already proven I can do it. I can do it with a bad with a bad army. So listen, if and when I ever have the free time uh, between <laughs> X Wing and being behind on my taxes, um, I'm I'm sure we can make something happen. <laughs> uh, please tell me my, the IRS to to this podcast. New meta. Uh, yeah, let's be real. The IRS does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> we have better odds of getting the IRS to shut down the podcast than to have them listen to the podcast. I'm going to get audited because of this show. Um, but all right. Okay. Well, with that news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, in the words, um, in the words of Kevin Kevin Bacon from Apollo 13, uh, I hope my friends in the IRS aren't listening. <laughs> All right. Tune in next time to see if Vids has been audited by the IRS. That and more. Uh, Ben's Dark Angels Adventures and Vince's Tax Escapades will be the name (laughs) of uh, this episode. I love this. this, You know what? This would be the start of a very good television show, is all I'm saying. Uh, It sounds even better than Better Call Saul. I don't know about Better Than Better Call Saul. They use the Third Man soundtrack on that show, and that's, that's tall. It's a deep mm. cut for movie people. Shout out to all my people who like uh, mid fifties European noir films. No, fair point. <laughs> all right, let's go right. sign off, guys, and stop uh, grilling Ben. Sounds perfect. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good night. Everybody, watch out for uh, the other guy with dark angels to show up with six flyers and twenty models total at your next local GT. Thank you, everyone, for <laughs> We will 100% be defending Ben's honor if anyone claims they thought of it first. No, you didn't. Thank you, everyone. My plane coaching service starts now. (laughs) Not on this podcast, it doesn't. Remember, we're being audited. Winning is not a sometime thing. It's an all-the-time thing. You don't win once in a while, and you don't do things right once in a while. You do them right all the time. Winning is a habit.